1: Hey, Freedom Sisters and listeners. My name is Ruth Willett. I'm the prayer coordinator for the Freedom Challenge USA, and I will be your host today. The time has come for our second in person challenge since COVID 19 shut everything down. All our challenges are unique, but I think it's safe to say we've never done anything quite like this one. It's a month long challenge that will be run as a relay, and for four straight weeks, Prayer will be happening as women take on the John Muir Trail. Women who are strong, yes, even in their weakness, brave in their challenges, beautiful in their compassion, and persistent in their cry of no more, it's enough. These ladies are hiking the John Muir Trail, having raised funds and awareness to take a stand against the horrifying issue of modern day slavery in human trafficking and to bring freedom around the world. And we, whoever you are and wherever you are listening from, can come together with them and in unison say, no more, it's enough. We can believe together that our God, with whom nothing is impossible, is listening and is moving. So on that note, we're staying on the theme of beauty, Yeah, you heard me right. I'm not changing themes. And if you haven't listened to the beauty podcast, can I be so bold as to suggest that you should? I had some fun with it, and I truly believe that it is our battle strategy, our abundant living for this moment in time. Anyway, continuing on, I can only imagine the beauty you're surrounded by. As I record this, I'm sitting on the floor of my bedroom closet for the acoustics. Not very glamorous, but it works. I imagine that your feet are stepping somewhere a little more beautiful. I mean, if you're listening to this while walking the John Muir Trail, maybe it's Yosemite or Sequoia National Park or the Ansel Adams Wilderness, or maybe you've reached the Kings Canyon, or maybe you've summited Mount Whitney. Or, let's face it, most of us are likely somewhere less glamorous. Maybe you're climbing your stairs with a pile of laundry, walking your dog in the very familiar territory of your neighbourhood. Wherever you are, pause, look around and take stock. Find a point of beauty and breathe it in. And if at this moment it's hard to see, ask Papa, Abba God, what he is seeing at the moment that's beautiful to him and borrow his. So wherever it is that you're stepping today as you listen to my dulcet Scottish tones, I want you to declare out loud, whether you walk today in Yosemite or around your yard, your steps matter, your prayers carry weight and your God is fighting. As I was putting together the evening declarations for the hikers on the trail, I just couldn't stop thinking about the Maverick City music lyrics from the song Ruins. So each night, our ladies will be declaring, You raise beauty from ashes. That's what you do. You turn sorrow to gladness. That's what you do. We give glory and honour for all that you do. We will sing hallelujah for all that you do. God, you rebuild, you restore all that's broken from the ruins. You redeem, you return all that's stolen from your children. Yeah, that's what you do. So we will sing hallelujah for all that you do. Nothing is too hard for our God. I'd like you to pause with this declaration. Nothing is too hard for our God. So pause the podcast and whatever is coming to your mind right now, when the word hard and impossible flashes through it. Maybe it's your heart, your family, your son, daughter, niece, nephew, your marriage. Maybe it's human trafficking. Speak out this truth. Yes, truth. Because ladies, listeners, there are times in our lives when we need to put our reality down to question it if it's not lining up with God's truth. So take this moment and lay your reality down. Take a breath, put your feet up and imagine your reality as your footstool bowing to this truth. Nothing is too hard for our God, nothing and whisper out your thanks. Welcome back. If you listened to the beauty podcast, You'll have heard me say God brings good news. He came with his presence, got down and dirty in the mess and became God, Emmanuel. And in gazing on his beauty, we get to see this as the beautiful binding up process that it truly is. And we get to see the enemy's deceptions for what they truly are. We see that our hearts can be safe in this God's hands. And it's the enemy who is burning things to ash in our life. But this God, he knows what to do. He raises beauty from ashes. That's what he does. He turns sorrow to gladness. That's what he does. If you're on the John Muir Trail, you're actually walking in an example of seeing beauty from ashes. I read online at eos.org that although construction of the John Muir Trail began officially in 1915, the year after the con. con- conservationists' death, that was hard to say. Indigenous people had already been travelling throughout this Sierra for thousands of years, etch- etching out trails, you know, people's paths, they called them, with bare feet and keeping them open by setting fires. Listen to this. Yosemite Valley, where the JMT traditionally begins, is a classic example of how Indigenous people used fire to tend to the landscape. Don Hankins of California State University said... When John Muir got to Yosemite Valley, he didn't realise that the beautiful valley with wide open meadows that he fell in love with was created through the Indigenous relationship with fire. Ron Good, tribal chairman of the North Folk Mono tribe, actually stated, John Muir said that the Indians lived in a Garden of Eden. What he didn't realise is that we created the garden. We cultivated it over thousands of years And the most important tool we used was fire. When we see a pile of ash, it's hard to think of beauty. But I would propose to you now that God is not limited to our understanding and he's not hindered by the darkness or the mess. This God, for whom nothing is impossible, is with you now. And I feel like he's asking, will you believe in my goodness and allow me to show you my beauty? Let's pause the podcast here and sit with this question for a moment. Maybe it's your reaction to this question that you need to sit with. What does it make you feel? Will you believe in my goodness and allow me to show you my beauty? Okay, thanks for coming back. For me... During 2020 and 2021, God keeps asking me, will you gaze on me and glance at the rest? And often this is to gaze on his beauty, to trust in his goodness, to believe he is more than the rest. I'm still learning how to do this. You know, what does it practically look like when maybe the rest is messy, ugly, traumatic, not how you would want it to be? I've spent the morning reading survivor stories from a worker in France. I have friends who've told me of young girls tricked, drugged, beaten, and raped. I've read stories and newspaper articles so horrifying that I still cry years later. And like I mentioned in the latest prayer podcast, For Mount Baldy, California is one of the largest sites of human trafficking in the United States. It has consistently had the highest rates of trafficking in the US. This statistic means that children in your state are being beaten, raped and used. That the vulnerable that should be protected aren't safe. And this is statewide. This is worldwide. The statistics are names and faces. People who are not, not only being protected, but being abused, being taken advantage of. I also mentioned in the last prayer podcast, there is no place in the world untouched by this horror. No country that it hasn't touched. 40 million enslaved worldwide. How do we gaze on beauty in this place? Let's pause the podcast again, let's worship, let's scream, let's cry, whatever. Just don't move past this moment without asking God to come, to comfort and to move. Thank you for coming back. You know, I said I read survivor stories, their journeys, um, the way that they were taken It was terrible. Um, But I also read the messages that these survivors had sent to this beautiful couple in France. Thank you for sending us texts. Thank you for all the encouraging messages and beautiful songs. Thank you for being a father to all of us. I really like the song you say from Lauren Daigle and listen to it again and again. There was many more But there is good. I'm going to read a poem I wrote in response to this as a large issue and in response to my life in God's hands. Anyone who knows me has probably heard me say, we need to let it be about the one so it can be about the many. So whoever you are, wherever you are, consider the mess, the beauty. And forgiveness. The poem I called Forgiveness Trumps All Forgiveness I've heard it called the face of love Jesus said he who has been forgiven much loves much Do we know how much we've needed forgiven from? Do you know that even if it was just you Jesus would have still had to die? God made me and called me very good I looked at me and called me ugly and pathetic and not enough. Who's right? People have deemed me lacking and it felt easy to believe. But God said, who do I say that you are? Beloved, beautiful, enough, mine. So now who will you believe? You know, heaven and hell, they ask the same question. Who do you think you are? I need to listen to my response and hear the tone. I need to know my father and sit in his answer. Can it be that I can sit in the truth, even while it feels untrue? Can it be that I am enough while I am not yet? Can it be that I am choosing love while having to process anger, disappointment, pain, while learning to forgive, struggling to forgive? Can it be that I am broken and yet 100% whole, exactly who God has made me to be, and yet becoming all that he desires? The now and the not yet. Truth versus reality. Just like forgiveness trumps all, towers over all as love's great conquering champion, as Michael Maiden said, truth always stands true and tall and reality must submit. So here I am learning to believe and stand tall in truth's light, bringing my reality into submission to my daddy's truth. Here I am struggling with the pain of my reality and seeking every day to forgive like Jesus does. And in this place of love's conquering champion, love's face, I hear my Abba say, did you know that even if it was just you Jesus would have willingly died because his love for you is so great. Because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand of God. Hebrews 2.12 Let's pause the podcast Who do you need to forgive, yourself, God, the pimps, the users and abusers globally in this issue or in your life? Let's pause here. Okay, thank you for joining me again. In contrast, I want to go straight in and read another poem. This poem was my prayer of faith. That God, even though I don't know how to believe in your goodness, you're everything when this is what we often see. I will believe what you say, and when you say I lack nothing, I will believe it. And this poem is everything I have is yours. When I look up at the stars or see the plain birds resplendent in their bright blues and cardinal reds, when I see all the colours tinging the sky as dusk arrives, or the bright blue of the noonday sky, I marvel at the beauty and abundance of my God and King. This is not a God of lack. When I read about the eye and how no camera has been designed that can equal it, or when I became a mum and witnessed my body begin to produce the milk my child would need, this creator, this is not a God of lack. When I think about the beauty of my home, Scotland, or... My past home in Sweden, or my now home in Georgia, USA. The purple-covered rolling hills, green everywhere, lochs, heather, sheep. Spectacular, breathtaking beauty. Or the red houses, yellow fields, forests and lakes. Uniform, peace-inducing wonder. Or the fireflies, colourful birds, blue ridge mountains, beaches and breakfasts. This God. My God, my dad, he's not a God of lack. He's exquisite, extravagant and wonderful. He made the sky blue, the grass green, the flowers, oh, the flowers, every colour under the sun, the smells, the music, the colours, the laughter, the food, the variety, mountains and beaches, lakes and forests, deserts and meadows, oceans and jungle. What can this God not do? And if all that is his is mine, what lack do I need to fear? I fear it's impossible for my brain to comprehend the goodness of this God. And then I remember he made me, brain and all. He's made me to comprehend the incomprehensible, to be filled with his fullness, to seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and to receive all that I will ever need and more because my dad is extravagant and he igno- and He. Adores me, his baby girl. If me, the lack can be easier to see. Take time and seek out the fullness. Let's pause the podcast and thank God for the beauty he has made and the truth of this God, this creator, who produces life over and over. welcome back. So why did I read these two musings, these ponderings, poems maybe? I read them because they're both the reality that we're walking in right now. There's deep pain, mess and brokenness and facing it matters. However, it's the latter, the beauty of this God, the abundance of this God that is sustaining, that is life-giving, that is life-changing. But it's only in the grieving and the laying down of our pain that we can move to the place of a life without lack. And maybe in doing this for ourselves, we can first of all make this world a better place, the kind of place it was always meant to be. And second of all, who knows? Maybe our forgiving and our wrestling with this can bring others freedom along the way. People like the survivors we've mentioned with stories more horrific than we could ever imagine, But stories that need forgiveness and freedom. I've often wondered if Stephen, the first martyr mentioned in the book of Acts, crying out his forgiveness, made a way for the Apostle Paul to receive the deep forgiveness he needed to do all that God required of him, to become the advocate of the church. This man who was the abuser of the church and had hurt and killed so many, I imagine the journey of Saul becoming Paul was no simple one. The journey of freedom never is, right? We're not just on here to say, God, it's enough. Bring your rescue and make a way. We're also on here to say, God, teach us what you mean when you say you came that we may have life and life abundant. Even in the saving, we can still be gazing on lack. Even after the rescue, we can give the enemy more of our gaze than God. more of our gaze than God. Let's pause the podcast with this question: Where is my gaze? I'm going to ask you to pause again immediately. And pray for those still enslaved and those rescued. Pray for pain to be processed, beauty to be seen and kindness to be available. Pray for the right people to come along their path. Pray for an explosion of hope. Thanks for coming back and joining me. John Muir was quoted as saying, I only went out for a walk and finally concluded to stay out until sundown, for going out, I found, was really going in. Thank you for going in deep with me today, whether you're out walking or home sitting or somewhere in between. Do you have a worship playlist? We did make a John Muir Trail playlist and a beauty playlist It will be posted in the show notes. As always, I encourage you to sign off and worship, to read 2 Chronicles 20, because I truly believe when we worship, God fights. Also, if you'd like to pray more, there's a short devotional available. So thank you for joining me in prayer and ponderings. Let's keep believing God for peace, restoration and beauty to replace the ashes of modern day slavery and human trafficking. What can this God not do? And let's continue to do good by helping enslaved women and children, to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together with women who have a heart for a hurting world.